coming to you live from Parkview Studios, still in the garage. This is the Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to just catch up. I am Sal Biazzi, and banging his microphone is my brother. Frankie Biazzi. I wasn't banging it. I, like, hit it against my I leg. I have a feeling it's going to sound very It's going to sound banged. perfect. This mic has really come into its own. It's worked itself in. I think opening the garage door and being, like, partially it helped my mic. Door, it helped my I mic I think it does. I think this audio sounds better. Even though you hear dirt bikes when I first stuff. bought this mic, I thought it was, like, a waste of money because I didn't think it sounded great. I think it sounded good the last few. Yeah, me too. So we have a lot to talk about today. This might end up being a long episode. I know last week was COVID week that we talked like all yes. about COVID, but I would like to start with COVID real quick. Ooh. It's over in New Jersey in four days. <laughs> We're ending it's it. not over now, but in four days, the it's science over. science will say in four days, things are cool. In four days, we're allowed to stop social distancing awesome. and stop mask usage. Not, not today. But that's only if you're vaccinated. No. Is it for everyone? It's for everybody. All right, great. Like, the restrictions are lifted. So I think the idea is if you're not vaccinated, you should still still do those things. But, but like, be real. Every, every, we're just open. We're going to be open in four days, which is very exciting. That is exciting. So I'm going to stop wearing my mask today because... I pretty much stopped. I was in Walmart yesterday. I, I, was in Home, I was in Home Depot today. I was in Home Depot. I didn't wear it. Didn't wear it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Well, maybe they care, but they're keeping it to themselves. Which is how it should be. Exactly. Wear your mask if, if you care. <laughs> I was walking around today with the buff. I was in the mall. Yeah. I'm just like... <sighs> I know podcasts are audio, but this is very visual right now. It's above my face. It's a buff. I can just blow out. <sighs> I feel it on my hand. It's doing nothing. Hey. You know how I feel about all this. But we're done. COVID's over. We did it. We beat Congrats, it. Congrats, everyone. All right. Isn't it crazy how COVID destroyed every aspect of our lives for a year and a half? To the point I where they really, were literally able to, like, essentially overthrow the U.S. government. I don't like what it's done to my mindset that, like, when I'm watching stuff on TV, my brain goes, like, COVID? Like, yesterday during the, the PGA, there was a huge crowd around Phil Mickelson. And, like, all of Twitter was like, oh, I guess COVID's over. Like, COVID, COVID, COVID. It's like, shut up! I'm done. I'm done. Let's just enjoy moments for moments. Let's go back to real life. The propaganda days. You get sick, you get sick. Yeah. Uh, well, eh, I'm so nervous that we're going to be back here all the time now. Like, for everything? Yeah, it's over. Like, I do think, like, normal society is kind of over. Eh, I don't know. I'm hopeful. We're res- we're a resilient bunch. But we're stupid. That's true. And we're easily fooled. And any time now there's any sort of sickness that the media can drum any hysteria behind, it, the call's going to be for lockdowns and masks. It, and the disease could be, like... I don't know. It could be like a bloodborne pathogen. It'll be masks. And it's like, you gotta wear your mask. Like, it's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. No, wear your mask. You only get this disease if you lick the underside of someone's feet. Please wear your mask, sir. Like, what? 
What did you want to talk about today? What was I your... have a lot of things I All want right. to talk about. What do you got? Start right, some so stuff at. I think maybe we do the catch up first, and then dive into something a little bit heavy, like a bigger topic. Okay. But first, I wanted to say I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five again game. for like the first time in a like long story time. mode. Like I want to beat the... it again. Okay. And I have anxiety thinking about beating it again. Just playing it again. I forget all of the stuff you have to do to make sure you have money, and it stresses me out thinking about it. Just playing it again, I have so many different thoughts about just gaming. And maybe it's me being 30 and now turning 31 in a few days and having a baby and, like, really being, like, hitting a new stage of life. But I have so many thoughts on, like, video games and how, when I was a kid playing video games, I was so excited to I would think about growing up being an adult and watching video games get better and how I was always so excited for that and how just the culture wars has taken that joy and made it something I I never thought it would be. Video games aren't what they used to be really. And I think Grand Theft Auto 5 is the last video game that I've played in the modern era that has that old school joy in it that I don't think a lot of modern video games have anymore. That They're so corporate. It's a lot like the pop music industry. And it's sad. Because when you have people who care about video games and create art, even if the game sucks, like my favorite video game of all time, you know, is KOTOR, KOTOR. 2. My second favorite video game of all time is Skyrim. Those two games together, I've probably played thousands of hours of my life playing those games. And the reason isn't because they're immaculate works of art, because in all honesty, like, there are some real big game-breaking flaws with both of those two games. But they're fun, and they're inspired works of creative masterpiece. And that's what Grand Theft Auto V really is. It's so big and good. And I just played Red Dead Redemption, and the reason why I was thinking about this is because I played Red Dead Redemption 2, which came out after, which is yeah. a bigger game, and more beautiful. And the story, in a lot of ways, is better. Red Dead Redemption 2 is like playing a big budget Hollywood blockbuster. I liked Red Dead Redemption 2. And I like that game. Yeah. But Grand Theft Auto 5 is better. Yeah. It's not even close. It's a better game. It's not even close. And I think it's a better game because it's more like what Grand Theft Auto used to be. And if Rockstar comes out with Grand Theft Auto 6, I hope they retain what Grand Theft Auto is. I, able to I have a lot of trust in fun. Rockstar. I do too. <clears throat> But still, I mean, it's a different era of video games. Now, <clears throat> there are still—I don't want to say there are still really great works of art that come out in the video game industry. I, I actually like where you're going with this, though, because I, I'm not a gamer by any means. Like I, I play video games, but not a lot. And Call of Duty will always be my reference for video games. It's the first game that I truly loved and enjoyed in Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare, the, the first Modern Warfare. Those two games were f so fun. And like what you said about the, the other games, about how they were like game-breaking stuff. Yeah. Like Modern Warfare 2 had the most ridiculous explosive damage range of all time, where if you even were near it, you're dead. Yeah. You could have on a perk that would make that even worse. And then... There was a perk you could use to make sure you had unlimited explosives. And it sucked. You'd get into a lobby and you'd move two feet and you'd get blown up and you'd get so angry you'd want to punch your screen. But you know what? That was the best Call of Duty they've ever made, even though that was in it. And they haven't been able to, 
to capture that sense until the battle royale scene has taken place. But even now that, like, I don't enjoy. Like, but I, I don't like, enjoy the battle royale. I feel royale. like the modern video game era is so much around profit. Just yes. Like, just like everything. Dude, look at... That you lose something when it's not. Like, when things aren't about profit, when music is just being made for music, and when paintings are being painted for paintings, and when it's not... I feel like there's the something second, you can't recreate The second in you take a dollar, it's over. It's over. Like, see, that's why you gotta listen to the Brothers Ketchup. Like, we don't take a dollar. We this don't take is a dollar. art. No, but seriously, like, look at... You see it all the time. Although, you know what, I... Hope I haven't talked about this on the podcast, and if I have, I apologize. It's going to sound very repetitive. Music. Yeah. It's a great example. People come out with an album. That album's great. People fall in love with it. Then they sign a bigger record label to a bigger record label. Then their next album comes out, and it's like, uh, it's not as good, but it's still pretty good. And then the next album comes out, and you're like, I don't really like the direction this is heading. And then their next album you don't even listen to, and it's happened with almost every band I've ever liked. Yeah. However, if you go back, I do think there's something to, like, go back and listen to what you would call newer stuff that is now old. Yeah. And you actually can be like, you know what, it actually wasn't that different. It wasn't that bad. But it's still not as good as what was being made in the beginning. But there's almost, I agree, in a certain extent. And I don't think it's necessarily like as soon as you take a dollar. Like, I think the difference between Red Dead Redemption 2 and Grand Theft Auto 5 is a very subtle difference. But I think when you can almost you can almost polish it too much. Like, you lose... You almost can't see the artist anymore when it becomes this big, over-the-top, produced piece of perfection in a lot of ways. But it doesn't have the... It loses almost the humanity of it. Okay, well, look and at... Grand Theft Auto V, like, they're, I'm playing this game, and I'm like, this game came out... I've bought this game now four times. Like, I remember buying it on the X- Xbox. Remember, it came out on the Xbox 360. 60, yeah. I bought it then. I bought it on my PS4. I have it. Again, I downloaded it on the PS4, so I bought it three times. But, like... So, like... It happens in all types of media and art, and... Yes, look at um I think it does. Look at TV shows. TV shows that are made, like a great example would be comparing uh, Breaking Bad to something like Dexter. Now, I've never watched Dexter, but I know people who love that show and how good it was and then how bad it gets. Well, Breaking Bad never got bad because it set out for a purpose. Like, Vince Gilligan made a show that he wrote and he knew the story. Like, this is the story I'm telling. Oh, this show is making a lot of money. The network wants to keep it going. Eh, no. It only goes for this long. This is the run of the story. But we see it all the time with shows and movies and other things that it's like, you told the story. You put out a piece of art that you're proud of. And it did really well. Make us another one. Okay, I'll take that paycheck. Here's my next thing. Well, you just spent the last 15 years of your life working on, with blood, sweat, and tears, the story you wanted to tell. And you told it. Here's this money. Now you have six months. Give us something else. <laughs> yeah. And it's awful. Because the... Well, a lot of times it's not awful, but like... But I mean... Like, I think about it all the time the second season of Stranger Things. Like, the second, of season, the second season of Stranger Things isn't nearly as good as season one. 
Yes. Because season one was those the, the two brothers that wrote it. Like, they were working on it for a really long time. And then season two was like, they didn't think it would get that far. Season three got better. Like, I thought season three was much better. But, I don't know. I think you can kind of do that with a lot of things. Where it's like... Well, I think that's... The, I think not everyone is the greatest ever. Correct. And, like, I say this about baseball players a lot. Because just making it. Having a stat in the major leagues is all anyone could ever ask for. Like, if you... The one... Remember the kid who the Yankees played and, like, before his first at bat? Oh, in, don't. In, like, the first inning, Fowler, he destroyed man. his knee. That would kill you. And then he finally got a... I sk- cried. Then he played another at bat I was with crying. another team. I was crying that night. Yeah. It was awful. Later on, but just to get that at bat. How important it is. Like, wow. And, I mean, if you've ever seen Field of Dreams... Like, ah, dude. I was, I was thinking Field of Dreams. The Doc... He didn't get that. Moonlight, get the... Moonlight Graham, man. But that's not... That's to say you're just one of the best. But, like, you're only that stat. Now, it's the same thing in art. So, like, not every painter is Pablo Picasso. And not every not every artist is Leonardo da Vinci. And not every musician is Beethoven. Most musicians maybe have one song that 300 people ever hear. That's most musicians. Yeah. So to be someone who gets to the the top of the charts in anything, if you put out an N album. Now, the thing with music, and the reason why it kind of sucks, is because all of it is manufactured. Like, all of the popular music in this... But isn't this... I know I'm cutting you off, but, like, isn't this the same kind of thing that you kind of upsets you with, like, John Favreau getting... Like, okay, yes. John Favreau did one good thing for Disney, yes. and now he does everything, everything. for now Disney. Like, it's like, there's so many... Does. There's so many unknown directors and writers who have ideas and visions, and and those people will not get used because now we just have to use John Favreau for everything. For everything. And it's yeah. like, it's the same thing with Star Wars or Marvel. It's, it's nice to have one cohesive creative vision. But you're very rarely going to have one guy who's going to always have a hit. Yeah. And most people, most people who do anything, are only going to have one or two really great works in them. Yeah. I write poems. Dude, I've, written, I've written poems all my life. If any one day one of my poems is like ever recognized for being worth anything, that's all I could ever hope for in my poetry writing. That's not to say... All of my poems are any good at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Dude, look at like M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. The like, Sixth Sense and the Sixth Sense are, are two awesome of like, movies. Like great works of art, really interesting, creative. And then most everything else is ever then done. Really <laughs> bad. Like so, just because you do something great once doesn't mean. But but that's hard to do. Yes. It's hard to do it's hard to do great yes. once. So good yes. for him. So good for you for doing it. And you did it twice. Well, I think three times. Because I think like, now you let people give him a lot of credit for But when uh, people then split. don't do eight great things, it's hard not to... That gets held against you. Then you're like, well, M. Night Shyamalan sucks. But it's we really well, should say, M. Night Shyamalan is probably one of the best to ever do it. Really. But, like, most of this stuff sucks. That's, that's really interesting. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, what... Why do we? But it, the the saying is right is like we let perfect be the enemy of good. good. Yeah. yeah, and it's like good is good, good. is awesome. If you good can is, do that, if you could be good, like most Joe, people aren't. Like Joe Biden has had forty seven years in politics. If he's done two good things, 
No, I don't like using that <laughs> example. Because Joe Biden sucks. <laughs> he objectively sucks. But, I mean, it is true for most things. And I think that... I think that... The video game world is like that, too. And I think in the modern age, it's starting to become so corporate. And a lot of what made video games great when I was a kid is gone. Like, there's a lot to be said for, like, the first few Medal of Honor games. And... Dude, Rising Sun? Think about it. That game was awesome. There were no first-person shooters until there was. Yeah. There were no Battle Royale games until Until there there was. Yeah. I feel like the innovations, though, now, like the new groundbreaking games are few and far between, and when they are... You once said something to me when we were, like, when I was young, about, can you come up with an idea that is completely original? Yeah. They... they well, lots you of can't, philosophical questions. You can't take anything from anything else that already exists. Yeah. Just a completely new... Game. I, you can't. You yeah. always have to take from something. So at some point, you have to reference. Yeah. But so at know. some point, don't we run out of new ideas? Really? Options? Although, like, think about like, like what you're saying with like old games. Me and you recently, we've talked about it on the podcast when we refound, not refound, but played the new Tony Hawk. Yeah, that game was awesome. Because it, it took, was just Tony Hawk. It was just Tony Hawk. And they made what t- was so good about Tony Hawk. And they, and it was good. And, like, Tony Hawk 1 is one of the greatest games ever. Tony Hawk 2 is really good. 3 is awesome. 4 is good. Then you get into, like, Ameri- um, Underground, American yeah. Wasteland, and Ride. And it's like... It's hard to These are bad. They're, well, look they're at bad Madden. video like, games. Madden, the philosophy of Madden is clearly, like, every single year... We can put out another one of these games. And every single year, people hate them more. And But it's kind of... Madden, I guess, is kind of similar to, like, the show. Like, the show is... We'll have, like, a good year, and then it'll be followed up by, like, a couple bad years. And they'll have, like, a good year. Because you can only add so much, especially when you're trying to put out a game every year. And eventually, I think video games can't possibly keep up with this model of pumping out a game every year. You can't change that much. You're going to run out of stuff. You're just putting out the same game with a new skin. Yeah. And it's kind of similar to, like, uh, golf clubs. Like, golf companies are putting out new equipment every year. To make money. Why? There's no need. Put out a driver. Don't put out a new one for two years, three years. The technology doesn't change that much. You're just trying to get people to buy stuff. Well, that's the point of the video game industry now. And that's the point of a lot of art. And I think that ruins, even when good art, like Red Dead Redemption 2, even when it is produced, I think it loses. Could you make the argument that companies are incentivized to make shitty products so that you have to rebuy it in a year? Yes. I think think planned obsolescence is a real thing. I think that's not even in debate anymore. And I think that companies know... Like we know that, like with our i with our smartphones, like the batteries are designed to wear out way quicker than they have to because, you know, you get you have to replace your phone and all stuff like that. So I, I just think though, there's incentive to also do really well. Well, yeah, because people like it. So like, it's just you don't have the resources to always do really well. And I think, I think companies like artists, 
most of the stuff they produce is probably going to be crap. And it's only the really, really great companies that are going to put out only good things. And there's not that many. It's like all things, probably. So that was art. We just had a very fil- really, deep conversation yeah, about nice. art. So I that was a good topic. That. I didn't I plan that. for that. I have like a whole topic that I want to plan and talk about, too. We can talk about it. Is there anything we want to catch up on? Like how you, you want to talk a lot about of baseball? I played another base. I played a doubleheader. Um, I'm absolutely disgusting in the field. I think <laughs> I could play major league baseball defensively. Okay, I could be a major league defensive player. All right. I'm still not that good at hitting. It. I thought I'd be better. I'm okay. I can hit the ball, kinda, but like, still not that great. <laughs> I mean, so I gotta work early. on it. You've only I gotta had work on it. Ten at bats. My eye's better. That's good. I think I have a better eye at now than I did then. You can identify the strikes a little bit. Yeah, but I need an approach. You know, like major leaguers always talk about, like they have an approach at the plate. Yeah. My approach is, I go up into the batter's box and I yeah. stand there mm-hmm. and I think, okay, I'm looking first pitch. Anything out over the middle of the plate. Green light. After that first pitch, if it if I swing at it and miss, foul it off, or it's a ball, I'm now in a territory that I'm kind of lost. I'm like, okay, I didn't plan to get. Now what? You just gotta see the ball and hit the ball. And I kind of think you I'm, gotta go back to the basics because you're not good enough to worry see about ball, that. See ball, hit ball. And none of the pitchers are like Nolan Ryan, so like you should just be like looking at the ball out of the hand, and then trying your damnedest to put <laughs> the baseball bat. On that ball. I'm almost thinking about doing like a really choked up, crouched, over the plate slap. Why not? Because like, I think I could just hit the ball and every time if the, I do that. Outrun the ball. But like, my brain wants to hit a home run so bad. But when you get good at hitting, you can start trying to hit home runs. Yeah, I should probably learn to walk before I run. But Yeah, man. Um, also, so because there's a doubleheader in like the second game. One of the guys started like switching out in the field with me, which was nice. But also, I'm not used to like being very active and then sitting and then going out to being active. So after I was sitting in, we don't don't have like a bench. We're just sitting in beach chairs out like under a tree, which is awesome. It's great. I get back into the game, and I'm up, and I hit like a little ground, like an infield ground ball that I'm gonna try to beat out, and I beat it out, but. Both my hamstrings were instantly like very tight, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, something to look out for: is will I tear will both hamstrings? Injured. Yeah, probably. But um, the other thing to catch up on quickly: do we want to talk about our crabbing? We went crabbing. We haven't been crabbing in a long time. We used to crab all the time. We've never had a day where we had to not bring home crabs. We didn't bring happened. home crabs. It was awful. But I think it has to I had a great day. It was a good day. We had a lot of fun. But I just think it was the spot. That's our go-to spot, but we haven't been there in literally five years. You think it's the spot? Who knows? But I I mean... There were no crabs. There were no crabs. There were no crabs. So... Like, not... Right when, when Rachel showed up, I was explaining to her, like... I'm not saying every time you pull up a cage, there's got to be a, a keeper. There's usually crabs. There's usually crabs in the cage there's when no you crabs. pull them up. There's no crabs. Nothing. You'd pull them up every time. There's just they're just empty. 
And there wasn't a nibble on the food. No. I think we should try again with the warmer, like in July, maybe. Like, July? That's at that time. spot. I think June. Oh, oh, okay. Like we should try. We should go back there when it's warmer. I think in a couple weeks we should go try again, find a new place. Okay. And then go back to the old place. Unless the new place winds up just being great. It's earlier in the season than we usually go. For sure. But yeah, that was a rough day. Um, so I have a topic I want to talk about. It's a bit of an idea. I okay. want to bounce off you. Do you think before it's we get into it, I want to pause because I have to pee. I have to pee too. So, so we'll pause it. Okay. Like so we that. don't have to pee on air. Because that's not Got it. the kind of podcast right. we want to run Let's here. Let's do that. All right. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Hey there, squirters. This is Sal jumping into the middle of the podcast episode to remind you to share and subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate all of our loyal listeners, and we want to help you help us build the greatest podcast community to ever exist on any podcasting platform ever. Or, you know, just a couple of people. Anyway, we're going to get back to the episode. Thank you for listening. All right, Ketchup Crew, we're back. Is Ketchup Crew better than Squirters? I kind of like Squirters. But Ketchup Crew makes more sense. I think Squirters make sense. You just have to listen to the podcast to know why you're a Squirter. <laughs> Which is exactly what I think Ketchup I don't know. Crew. There are probably people who, if people do listen to this podcast, there are probably people listening who don't know why they're Squirters. But it's just because we squirt a ketchup bottle at the end of the episode. So therefore, you're, you're squirting. We refer to that as the squirt. That signifies the end of the episode. It's literally saved on the computer as ketchup squirt. Yes. So, here's something I've been thinking about for a few days. Because last week, we ended the episode. And you said that I have to keep thinking of the topics. Because we've kind of changed the theme a little bit. Or just the format. Yeah. Where we have more of a... And that we pose wasn't a daunting job until you said that. And, and then like, you're oh, like, oh, I have to no. think of topics. Oh, my God. And I, was like, I have oh. to think of existential questions. <laughs> what uh, is love? <laughs> well, that's so funny. Is that one of the questions? No. I have lots of thoughts on love. It's not about love. Okay. But it is, it's about truth. Oh, okay. All right. So my question for this episode is, is there... A universal truth. And I think the answer to that question is kind of important for, like, what's going on. I think it's an impossible answer, but we can do our best to kind of talk about it and find it. Yeah, and try and figure it out. Okay. So what do you think, if there is... Be careful. I don't know what you think you're doing. Okay. If there is a universal truth in today's modern culture... Just keep it to America, because God forbid, there's no well, global truth. <clears throat> no, see, I don't think we can do that. I don't think you can keep it to America, or even global. Like, or is there a, a human there truth? There is a... There's, I think there's a couple truths. Okay. I think there is a... What can we all unite around? There is a universal truth, and that one is a tough one, because I don't think we know that. But there is a universal truth that we don't know. So whatever that is... a fundamental universal truth yes. that we haven't figured out yet. But there, it's there, and it's what... Everything revolves around. So yes. that's number one. Then, there's definitely a human truth. There's something about humans... That we could all agree on. There are things that we could all agree on. You think. Amanda 
it's interesting. Like, me and you have had these types of conversations forever. Like, politics, current events, and really, like, conspiracy and evil things that go on. And me and Amanda don't have those types of talks. Like, we'll, we'll talk about deep stuff, but not, like, in that regard. Like, in a couple weeks ago, she kind of brought it up. And I just kept, like, my answer to, like, all her questions kind of were just, like, it's the human condition. Like, the human condition is what has gotten us to where we are. So I think hidden in that is the, the truth of humans, which is... This actually kind of goes back to what we were saying in the beginning. That we're not that great as a whole. Like, as a whole, what the human species have done to this planet and to each other the wars that have happened over the years, the 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 Holocaust, and just these things that have been awful. Atrocities. Been, we're awful. But also, we're, we're pretty fucking great. Like, what humans have been able to do it's is incredible. nothing short of miraculous. Yes. So, well, hidden between miraculous and, and awful, yeah, and atrocious, is like... Humanity. Humanity. So... Right in the middle. So I don't know. And when that's we kind talk... of beautiful. Like, it's a, kind of a nice sentiment. But here's the thing. And it is kind of what you were saying. But at the end of the day, and I hate that phrase, but I use it a lot. When you boil it down, humans are animals in clothing. That have a higher ability to communicate, which is all that has allowed us to do like well, everything well, that our, our sentience and our consciousness our ability to self-perceive and think but and i rationalize. think that's i think animals have that too i just don't sure. think that they have the one brain power but two the communication skills yeah well language definitely is but like i mean chimpanzees use tools like, there's a people picture think that chimpanzees are like in the stone age or whatever and that over a long enough timeline, Dude, they can develop what if a civilization. This has nothing to do with the truth. Maybe it does. What if? Like, you know how, like, uh, iRobot came out a few years ago, and it's like, not a few years ago, it's like a long time ago now? Yeah. But it's like, that could very well be how this world ends. And then you have, like, zombie movies, and you're like, that could very well be how the. What if it's Planet of the Apes? What if it's dolphins? Like, what if. Dude, let's fucking go. Like, what if, if the UFOs. What if dolphins under the water. Are aliens? Have an advanced society of, like, sea creatures in general. We've just lost all <laughs> listenership. And the UFOs come out of the ocean. And they're dolphins? And they dominate society. Yeah, like, you caught us in those tuna nets, but, like, guess what? We actually Maybe that's have... the truth. The actual, the universal truth is dolphins. Dolphins are better than humans. I think that humanity in and of itself, in this current moment in time, is perched on the on a cliff between disaster and absolute revolution. And I think that's kind of biblical in a sense. There's a lot of people who are comparing it to end times, but no matter what period of history you find yourself in, there's always going to be people who compare it to the rapture. I think though, in a lot of ways it is a rapture in that we're all going to discover a lot about humanity in the coming decade because the system is failing and the system has been failing for a long time. And anyone who owns a house or a car or who, I guess, 
I don't know, any number of things in life understands that things will go well and can work until they just can't anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you can patch things up and ignore a problem and put glue on it and do all sorts of fancy words and all, all your, everything you but can. But eventually, you're going to hit a breaking point. But when it's over, it's over. And none of it, you can't hold it back any longer. And, and things explode. are just going to break. Yeah, no, absolutely. In one and way think, or another. In one I direction think, or another. And I think where we are today with what's happened over the past few years between politics and socially, like yeah. between just people, like just between people. Like I don't know if there's been a time where you could have people living cordially in a neighborhood like yourself here, but yet – Three houses down from you, they were flying a Biden flag, or if you were flying a Trump flag, the animosity that is that is held between those two sides. Sides. So, and I think with that, but it's not just you know, it's not just the political. No, sides. but I think I think the the politics is so easy to point out. Yes, because it's so in our face today. But what I think it kind of boils down to is. You kind of said it, right? Like, what, what is there for people to kind of rally behind? What is the truth? What is the truth? What is... A part of me, not to cut you off. No, you're good. But a part of me wants to say, I think it's a product of being propagandized to and lied to and so misinformed by such big, powerful companies and corporations for so long that now, like, because we don't know the truth, there are so many tribes... And we're clinging to our identities and our ideologies because it's all we have left. And that's the reason. But I, then another part of me says, how long has this been the reality of human existence? Decades. How long? Is it centuries. generations? Is it the entirety of human history? Has there always been one person or a group of powerful people who've been able to lie to or propagandize all the rest of the people because if that's the case, yes. then it can't possibly Dude, be go the back reason to like, why we're in the breaking point Go now. back to the times of, like, kings and pharaohs and shit. You think they were being truthful with their people? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, has there ever been a moment in time where humans have ever understood a universal truth between... Like, I agree with you that I think there are fundamental things that all humans should agree on. But have we ever really agreed on anything? Have we ever been informed enough to ever consent to any government? No, but that's kind of like what we talked about last week. Because, like, is... Is government moral, right? Wasn't that? Is what, it ethical? Is it, is it ethical? Good? Um, I don't know though, because like I kind of think, okay, on a very basic level, I think humans want one thing: themselves and their family to be safe and cared for. I think that goes for pretty much everybody, besides like, I don't know, maybe like sociopaths. Um, so as long as that's taken care of. Well, then the next thing is, what do you, what are you satisfied with? Are you satisfied with just, like, are you satisfied with just having a job, making decent money and providing for your family? If so, great. And you don't ask any questions. Or are you not satisfied with that and go, okay, I have a nice house. I make decent money, but I want to know what's going on. Like, why does, why does it seem like these things these issues that I see aren't being talked about, or they are being talked about, but it seems like they're 
their their lies when they're getting talked about. And I think that's kind of what separates us right now is the desire for truth. And as long as not everyone is desiring truth, it makes it very easy for the uh, the propagators and the liars to kind of keep everybody from knowing the truth. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. I think we're all, if we're all just, you know, animals who can, who believe that we can think better than all the other animals, we have a moral and ethical code that we feel obligated to, or at least most of us do. What is it then that means, like, you're saying, okay, we all want to be cared for, we all want to succeed and prosper. Like, what is the notion of prosper in our human nature? Like, what would be a prosperous human if we took away modern houses and modern jobs and modern cars and modern money? Like, if none of that existed, what would it mean to be a prosperous human? That's a great question. I don't think there's any way to know the answer to that unless it was to happen. If like everyone, I think a lot of the leftist ideology in this country is rooted around the notion that like people should be empowered to do what they want to do and pursue what they want to pursue and create what they want to create, and they shouldn't be inhibited by money and the economy and all of these things that make people take minimum wage jobs when they don't want to work and they want to do other things or have to conform to a social norm. And I can relate to that desire. But my answer isn't to increase the power and scope of the government in order to it's to get to there facilitate that by destroying. It's like we have to be there. free people. Yes, we have to be free people again. So if the notion is being a what is a free person, which is why what is okay. a human truth okay. that would define I what literally a free person. Is? Okay, I was talking about this today, and we've talked about this forever, and I don't know how it's going to tie into our our talk about truth here, but like. The free market yes. is the greatest thing that's ever existed in terms of comparing capitalism to socialism and communism. Like We know now, we've, we've tried all these different things, and I really believe the free market works. But only when it is a truly free market and corporations and companies that have a leg up aren't getting handouts from governments and have lobbyists in charge who do things for them and everything becomes corrupted and corroded and things stop working. And so the people on on the left who hate capitalism see it for that reason, right? And go, well, capitalism doesn't work because look at how how awful it's working in, in this situation when we have corruption. And then I say, but your answer to that is more government, which is what's corrupt. So, we all agree. Like, and I really do think, like, people who are on the complete opposite side of me in today's scope of, of things, I think we're kind of all on the same page. But we're just very... The, the enemy, the enemy is, is mis... Uh, mis characterized it's mislabeled like to the left the enemy was trump to the right the enemy might be biden like the enemy is all of it the enemy is all of the people that hold the majority of people down 
how does how did the idea like you can we know like about okay Samaria and like ancient societies and cultures and gold and coinage and economies early on why do humans need to in to inject commerce and economy you know what into mutual like ants probably have a hierarchy but they don't have an economy i was kind of th- i've thought about that for the longest time like what if money never existed cuz like money evolves from okay there was trading and barter yeah. okay i'll give you these crab cages for that tree you already chopped down because I don't have trees on my property and I need trees to yeah, start my fire. And I have an excess of crab cages because I live on a lake and this person needs crab cages. Boom, look at that. Made a trade. And I know how to build them. And then like after time it was like, hey, I don't have crab cages to give you, but I still want that lumber. What if I give you this coin that, that you can use to do other things? Yes. That to me, I don't need this coin, but for you, you can actually go and re- redeem crab cages with that coin or now. Or you can do whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, now you have money. But if you didn't have money, everything was free. Because at the end of the day, if we want to get like kind of go back and religiously here, uh, this, God gave us this planet. Technically, everything is ours. The trees belong to us. The grass belongs to us. And we're, we were given the role of being stewards for his creation to care for it and, and do a good job. And really, we shit all over that. Like, we yeah, don't... We do terrible we do, we don't do that. Well, so I... like, who is... Oh, I wish I knew any lumber company. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, the idea would be, like, who gives them the right to sell me lumber? I own that lumber. We all own that lumber. Same thing with houses and cars. Like, there wouldn't be. We create there, it in. There a, wouldn't be any of those things without an economy. There might be houses, but probably not the way we have them now. And there would definitely not be cars. But maybe I. It's hard to say. Like, well, what like, would? What could have ever happened without economy? Like, would, but like, so look at it doctors. It's not natural. But look at doctors. Money isn't natural. Look yes. at doctors. Would doctors exist if doctors weren't getting paid for it? I'd make the argument yes, because there are people that legitimately. People go into the field of medicine yeah. for two reasons. One, because they want to help people. Two, because they want to make a lot of money. There are people who do it because they don't care about the money. Well, think about, think about this. In, in North America, well, in all of America, south and north, for thousands of years, there were Native American tribes that were nomads. or You could go into like the Amazon rainforest and find like untouched tribes. And I'm sure they all have their own economies and value systems and all... You have to have something, right? Like, how do you not? How do you just have a completely free society of, like, how do things become traded and made? But if we, but like, let's say tomorrow humans started over from day one. Mm -hmm. Boom. They're just monkey men in trees. Yeah. And And, like, hunting. But I think. Everything has come 
like everything is on this scale of evolution. Of what like, is it? I'm just like fascinated by the concept of like a natural truth, a natural human. Like, what is natural? What is the well, essence what of? Okay, so this is where I'm. I guess I'm trying to go with this. It's like this is a really tough conversation. To like, kind of get to like what we're talking about. Yeah, like, like I'm, I feel like we're, I'm all around it. Everything that exists today, I think, are things that have from monkey men. You just follow this line of logic, this thinking brain that goes, okay, if I hunt, then I eat. If I eat, I am full, then I hunt again. To make hunting easier, I create this bow and arrow. I create the best bow and arrow. This person wants that bow and arrow. I'm gonna give him that bow and arrow. His friend wants that bow and arrow. He's willing to give me something for that bone. And just logically, step by step, we get to a place of today, of evolution. Like, things just are, a, it's a logical progression. So I think the natural truth is maybe that. It's just like, maybe that's the truth. Maybe the truth is just like evolution. Like, things will always evolve. It doesn't matter. It's like, we think we're all here, right? Like, we're all humans on this earth driving our cars and living in our houses. But, like, in 100 years, 200 years, however long, maybe 10 years, maybe we evolve and that's not the case. Because just logically, this doesn't make... Like, we've reached the end of this this uh, iteration of, of logic. Like, okay, logically speaking, the next thing that has to happen is this i don't know what that is but maybe that's the truth maybe the truth is we're always going to follow this logical conclusion to get to the next stage of evolution that's the best i can do maybe you think i'm close you think i'm wrong do you have a different idea well i'm just stuck at the idea that like we're not we're not special in any other sense other than we can kind of think differently than any animal that we know of ever to ever exist before us and after like at any point in the history of this civilization not civilization this planet and then we don't know of any other life forms that are sentient like us on any other planets yet even though we have kind of disclosure about aircrafts we're not familiar with so why then do we live the way we do? Like, there's so many other choices that could like, be made. Like, why didn't we just stay? Why don't we all just live in, the in like woods, small groups in together, in small communities, doing our own thing? And like, surviving. because because what I'm saying is like evolution and logical jumping gets us here i don't think it this, doesn't get us the other way i don't think so that can't it be doesn't i think it is because it doesn't make sense you wouldn't you wouldn't oh, still wait, have wait. untouched oh. tribes in in the amazon if that were the case i think it does because why would because there's always going to be groups of people that don't want what the but majority that's not, is not doing wanting. that's not that okay would you rather go live out in the woods where it's going to be cold wet and awful or hot and steamy and, and awful or 
I have this house that has AC and heat, so as the seasons change, you're always going to stay a perfect 72 degrees inside. You're going to have a fridge that's going to keep your food cool, and you're going to have an oven that you can cook no, all the food I you want. I understand that. The perks of modern living and whatever. Yes, that's what technical, I'm saying. Technical advancement. So you're saying... It, what like, I'm saying is the choice to live in an economic system, the choice to live under governments, those are human choices. Why? Like... Couldn't we do some of the things we do now without having to... If we're talking about real society, like, what's a real society? Okay, well, this... Okay, like, I still think I'm right here. societies of monkeys. I still think I'm right here. It just... Okay, I was talking about evolution as humans and how yeah. we go. But evolutions as governments. Sure. Governments have, have started out... We've seen in all iterations, right? The monarchy system where you have the king who rules... And then you have uh, the pharaohs who did it their way. And then, you know, like America was the great, uh, this great experiment of, of democracy that, for anyone listening, that's air quotes around democracy. So government has evolved. And I think it is going to continue to evolve and come to, because when things don't work, like what you were saying before about putting band-aids on it, is like, our government hasn't worked for a very long time now. And we've been, we've keep putting banding, band-aids on it and trying to fix it, and it's not working. So at what point does it evolve and we change what we're doing? Yeah. I don't know, man. I just think that if we're talking about what it means to be a human being, I don't think it includes well, an economy. I don't think it includes a government. Why do we I do this it, podcast? Because we want to. No, but why do you want to? Well, we like to talk and share our opinions and but all that. But why, why do you like to do that? What are we getting out of doing this podcast? Nothing. No, come on. I think there is something. Uh, an ego boost? No. Why do, you, why do you fight with mom? Because I, I don't know. We have strong opinions. And why do you have strong opinions? I don't know, because I have a belief system. And why do you have a belief system? I don't know. Yes, you do. Come on. Tell me. Because you want to make the world better, right? Like, eh. don't... No, come on. I would have never said that. <laughs> that would have never don't been you my think... answer to any of your questions. I don't care if you're a thousand percent right or a thousand percent wrong. Sure. Don't you believe your beliefs... Yes. If everyone went with... Or at least opened their minds to it, things could be better. Than what they currently are. If everyone opened their minds to it, yes, but not, not everyone has to believe what I believe. But I think maybe that's one of the universal or one of the human truths is like, don't we all just kind of want things to to be better? Like, and we all just have a very different approach to that. No, and it just doesn't. <sighs> I don't think that's a truth because I don't. I think there are people who don't care, and I don't think that's okay. Like, I think it's okay to not have a desire. To better anyone else's life other than your own. That's fine. I think being a human means... Like you said before. Like... Humans are between... Uh, miraculous... And atrocious. And atrocious. Like... So, it's okay if some people don't want what's best for everyone. Well, actually, today I was talking about um, the welfare system... And I, you know, like the argument 
when I was a when I was a Democrat and you're like talking about why welfare works and why you need it. And the argument you kind of always hear is like, well, it just makes people lazy. And I'd be like, no, it doesn't. Like, it's not what it. And it's actually they're both right. They are both right. And yeah. I think that's what we always miss in in our world when we talk about There's things. To- is that everyone is kind of right? Like everyone, like all right, on the welfare system, there are people who legitimately fall on tough times. They need it, and they pull themselves up, and they get themselves off of welfare. That happens all of the time. Yeah. There are also people who are very satisfied being on welfare, not working, having an apartment that looks like shit, and they don't have to work for anything, and it, everything is handed to them. That is true, too. They are both true. And I think that's just completely missed when when we argue in politics, when we argue in anything, really. I think the sacrifices humans have made in exchange for having things like houses and computers and air conditioning and cars Zero, have been... You have to be like a servant to it. I think they've been... That's been the wrong choice. I think every human being alive would have been better then served Then why don't you give it all up? Stayed in the trees. Why don't you give it all up then? I think I would. But you can. I can't. Why not? Because I love my wife and I have a baby. But if sacrifices, man. Well, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. Well, but I definitely would start all over on a plot of land and fend for myself at homestead and see what happens. I would definitely do that. I would drift. I would be a hobo on the streets. I wouldn't like eat cans know. of beans. Like that's fine. Like a hole in your sock. Like, get me off this planet. You know what I mean? Or get like, me to the in, next planet. In in my opinion, we're all uh, along for the ride here. And I think the delusion of humanity has led us to the point where we believe that we have to live inside the confines of a society or a system that's been built for us over the course of hundreds or thousands of years. I feel like we keep and saying the, the same day, thing. Yeah. Meaning, like, what I mean by that is, like, I think me and you are saying the same thing. Like, I think you're, like, I think no matter what. Yes. Even if that's the right way. Well. This is a hypothetical... But let's say that's the right yes. way, is to be in the trees. I think the only way you get there is actually by going through this. Through all this. Because if you have... If you're given the choice of, like, that lifestyle and the lifestyle we've created, I think 99% of the time you're picking the lifestyle that we created. And you need to live this lifestyle and see what happens to a society over decades and centuries and go... Okay, now we have to come out of that and go back to this because I mean, it's not working. I mean, you've had centuries and centuries of slavery and Holocaust and war, but you also have a whole human history beyond that that we know ba- basically nothing about. Like, it took us thousands and thousands of years to leave the caves. So, I don't know. Cavemen probably had a tough. I'm not trying to minimize what it was like to be a caveman. I don't Imagine want to get being a, cru- a caveman of being in the idiotic. age in the age of like dinosaurs. Yes, you leave your cave and you just freaking beasts running around. And it's probably the epitome of like white privilege or American privilege to even have a conversation where you're hypothetically saying like we should opt out of society. But like, in my opinion, the modern technology that's come a long way. Like, I don't think we have it much better. Than no dolphins who, who get caught in our fucking tuna nets. We no, ruin probably, things for everyone. That's probably and very humanity accurate. is so beautiful. We can create things that are beautiful and amazing. If we had a way to create beautiful and amazing things, 
without also like punishing ourselves every day of our well, of most people's it's lives. Actually, this is actually the exact same thing we were talking about in the first part of the show. Yeah. Which is video games and movies and music, like they've lost humanity. Humanity has lost humanity. Yeah, like what are we doing? The best thing about humanity is the humanity. We're a human and race run by corporations. Lost. Yes. They're corporatizing yes. humanity. Correct. And that sucks. And that's where this conversation is. Which is why. We got to the truth. Which is why when Coca-Cola and McDonald's puts out a fucking rainbow flag cup for gay pride. throw it out. It makes me sick. It has nothing to do with With gay gay rights. I like gays. I love. It's. The point is. Those companies don't care. They don't care. They're ruining everything. They don't care about you. Yeah. And the quicker we all realize your government doesn't care about you, and these companies that pander to you don't care about you, they and all... they only care about one thing, the and money. it's making money. Which we just established. That is why companies exist, is to make money. Companies do not exist to uh, change the world. Oh, you know what? I just debunked my truth about maybe people just want the world to be better. No, they don't. They want to make money. And here's the thing, though. We have to come to a human truth and understand here's the thing that I think we really all could agree on. Most of human existence is an actual lie. Like the concept that money exists or the economy is real or governments have to exist and be real, I think are lies. I think well, they're fundamental and not lies. Only, and not only are they lies, like they've just gotten progressively worse, right? Like, okay. We are building on a foundation that is not level and okay we have experience doing that it makes things very difficult when we were talking about before about like how money comes into play like when you're trying to trade stuff and then it becomes here's a coin or whatever it is okay well at least that coin is based on like this can be returned for that and then over time the economic system changes and then we have okay this coin represents something that really does exist here yeah but then we get into fiat money and we go, well, this represents an idea of this that doesn't really exist. But like, we know it has but value. Even, but listen, even when it's gold, gold is not value. We gave it value. We gave it value for no reason. Yes. I think the fundament, and that could be the trick of a rich and powerful man. Well, dude, look at, look at a little sleight of hand here. Don't you want this gold? Look at, okay, my favorite, Adam Ruins Everything is an absolute corporatist sellout. But go back when he was just making the, the YouTube videos and the, the diamond about the DeBears company and how, yeah. like, diamonds became valuable and people use them for engagement rings. It is so silly that we give engagement rings. It is absolutely ridiculous. Or not – maybe the idea of engagement rings are fine, but that it has to be a diamond and that diamonds are this price. Why are diamonds that, that expensive and then a ruby is a different price and then – uh, a, Supply and demand a topaz gem is something different. Opal's different. Why? It's the market. <laughs> Silly. But I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying. I think that, I think that, at some point, the choice for humanity was made that like we're entering into this place where we're gonna have governments. But the conversation isn't like, hey, are we better off with governments? And people or not? weren't given the choice. We're not given. There's no choice. You're you're subjected to it, un- and without the, any consent. One of the reasons why this came up in my head and why I was thinking about it is because I was having a TikTok argument with someone about taxation, and how you're kind of like it's illegal. Well, it's taxation theft, and I don't really think yes. taxation. I do think it's theft in a sense, but I don't think that's the right word. Like, 
I work for my money, but that money gets taken from me, and it gets used to do God knows what that I don't agree to. The conversation isn't whether or not you have, like, should we try taxation? The conversation is taxation exists, and there's nothing you can do about it. It is, but human beings weren't born to be you should, taxed. Human you should, beings weren't born to be governed. You should have an option to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking? Opt out. You can opt out of tax. You don't have to pay any tax. You don't get to use any of the services or systems that. What if you could pay per use? I'd be down. Like, what if the government? That's the way. That's the to way. Pay per use system. I was talking about this today. <laughs> I was talking about this today with our uncle. Yeah. The and what I just said before about how the free market works only when it's truly free. Yeah. Which is why, I mean, like, the government shouldn't run anything. Yeah. The government's awful at running things. Stop doing it and just let the free market do it. It'll figure itself out as long as the government doesn't get involved and we have lobbyists who work intertwined with these companies. Nope, wrong. Never work. Well, <laughs> that's why we don't need governments. Well, that's my point. You need, here's my thought. You need, like, conglomerates of four or five families who all have a, enough diverse set of skills to sustain communities and have only the well-being of the furthering of that oh my God. of those small communities. The other day, and me then, and Amanda... Yeah. Sorry, you want to keep no. going? No, 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 not at all. Me and Amanda were walking in Belmar. There's this giant house on the beach. Yeah. And it's huge. One family living in that house... Is ridiculous. Unless you have 20 kids. And then I was thinking, you know, like, how come we don't all live together? Like, why doesn't my family and Amanda's family all live in one house? Like, one giant house that's just for all of us. Well, you all and you put, you put multiple kitchens in there, so it's like, you don't have to be together all the time. Like, you're, you're together, but separate. But it's your family's house. Like, your whole family is there. Well, why, why don't we do get, that? You gotta get a big enough plot of And land. she was like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, is it ridiculous? Like, I think it'd be ridiculous that we all own separate houses and separate cars and we all have spent all this money when we could all just do it together. Which is why, I don't know if... That's called common. I'm scared to bring this up. Like, oh, okay. I... The Hasidic Jew community, it may not just not just Hasidics, like Orthodox Jews as well. They do something so fundamentally right. Oh, they, they, their community is they strong. They are so strong as a community, and I don't. And people get so weirded out by it because I don't think we are so anti-community in today's world, and it makes no sense. Communities are a good thing. They're and they're so. That's why church communities, like people, effective. people who aren't into religion, and they look at people who have like a strong church community, and they get weirded out by it. It's like yeah, because you don't have that. And you get you get put off by it because you're because you live your solitary life all by yourself and you don't understand what it means to be a part of something. And that working together and being there for other people and people being there for you, like that's important. That's it really is. Sports are important. But yeah, sure. They are. No, I don't. Like when you get a kid young enough. To understand what it means to work as a team. Yeah, and put them on a team, like especially baseball. But any team sport. It teaches so many values. 
that a lot of people don't have when they don't do things that don't incorporate a lot of other people. I'm just done here. I gotta pee again. Yeah, I think so. I think we did a good job. Um, so I think the truth of humanity is that it's all a fundamental lie, but that we're beautiful and capable of incredible, unbelievable, and almost indescribable good, but also capable of tremendous evil and not overall tremendous, but not terrible either. And I think that's a good thing. I think humans are amazing, and I want what's best for us, and I'm very terrified that we're choosing... Oh, I thought you didn't want what's best for us. See? I do want what's best for us. That's, I what, just think, that's what I was saying before. I just think that we are making choices progressively that aren't good for us at all. All right, well, we'll talk in another week. We will see you next time. And uh, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm pretty sure that like ESPN may have a copyright on whatever that sound was. No, that was an original. I don't know. This is the intro. You got to do. A, you need an intro for after the squirt sports. I was trying to set you up. I'm not an intro guy. You are for the sports podcast. All right, do it again. Alrighty. This is after the squirts, but I got nothing. I can't do that. All right, well, after the squirts, squirts. There's some stuff to talk about. A weekly podcast that comes after a weekly podcast. We have playoff hockey. We've got playoff basketball. If you just need two things I don't care about. We've got Yankees baseball. I care about And I want to touch on the PGA Championship. So four things I don't care about in the Yankees. Three things in the Yankees. Cool. So let's start with the Yankees. Kick okay. ass. The Yankees are good. I think we got to start there. The last time we had an after the squirt sports, we were miserable because the Yankees were terrible. And they weren't two good. weeks later, or three weeks, I don't remember the like, last time we just we did this. swept the best team in the AL. Pretty well, handily. Let's not get carried away. What do you mean? The White Sox are not the best team in the By AL. By record. They're, they could be 110, 
And I'd be like, it's early in the season. There's no way the White Sox are the best team in the AL. I don't think that's fair to the White Sox. They're a really good team. They have a really good lineup. They have really good pitching. And we destroyed them. They'll finish 7th to ninth in the AL. Now, I was a little shaky. You think 7th to ninth in the AL? No, they're going to win their division. They'll finish behind. That doesn't matter. They're going to finish record-wise behind probably... I think they're going to finish with the third best record in the AL. I think the AL East will have the best record and the, the second best record. And then I think they will have the best record out of the, the other two divisions and wild cards. I'll take the under. Because well, I think I think there are two teams in the East better than them at the least. Over. They might finish behind all four American like the American League East might have four teams that finish ahead of well, the other because of divisions. the Rays because division. of the Rays insane hot streak. I don't even know if you've been paying attention. The yeah, Rays, they're crazy. The Rays haven't lost a game since, since we've, we've played them. them. Yeah. Which isn't good because we've been doing really well. And we've made up barely in ground. And we've the cluster at the top of the AL East is ridiculous. The Red Sox, Rays and Yankees all have 29 wins. The Rays and the Red Sox have 19 Oh no no. We all have 19 losses. The Rays and Red Sox have 29 wins. We have 28 wins. So, like, it's it's a very tight race already. So, I know it's early to start, like, looking at division standings and stuff, but I think if you're not, I think you're going to do yourself a disservice because I really think it's going to be a fun race all year. And I don't know if the Red Sox are for real. I don't know if they're going to hang around all year, but it looks like they are. Um, I think we are... I mean, we're guilty of it, but I think everyone gets this way at the beginning of a baseball season. Like, the season is so long. So long. And the reason it's so long is because of these exact ebbs and flows. Like, you're not looking to see who the best team today is. You're no. You're looking to see who's the best team over the course of a long period of time. Which is why I'm very excited about this Yankees team, because this team, unlike our other teams of the past has the thing that we've always wanted, which is pitching. Which is weird because none of these guys pitching. you would think would be this good. Through the cold. last run through the rotation, through the last five, the complete run, 34 innings, zero earned runs. That's a ridiculous stretch that came out of nowhere, too. No, out of nowhere. Who thought Montgomery shut group of starters? Like, like that game, Rodon Domingo. Wife beater Herman dominating yeah, the league. I mean, his ERA is a 3.03. I feel conflicted Kluber's about got a, for a guy who could close fisted hit someone in front of their teammates. We don't even know if that's really what happened, though. <laughs> and, like, who are we to judge? I'm not judging. I'm just saying, like, it's hard when you're like, hey, I like this guy. It was my issue with the Chapman signing when we did that. I was like, I don't mind. The fact that he shot bullets at his wife, if the Yankees don't, I guess. <laughs> I just want good players. Yeah, I just want them to play well. Also, like, it's it's unfair. Like, in football, I root for a team full of murderers. <laughs> but, like, that was that's wrong. They're not murderers, but criminals. And then in baseball, it's like, oh, this guy, I have to not root for a player on my team because he allegedly shot... Not at his wife, at the wall. Supposedly. As a vague threat. I don't a know. vague threat. <laughs> it's all weird. Athletes are people, that, and well, they're flawed people. In so every like, aspect of 
society and life, you shouldn't be rooting for anyone to be your moral or, Yeah, but if like, they're good on my baseball team... I just want them to be good at baseball. That overrides anything. It's so hard to be like, kids, don't look up to these people as role models, as people, just as athletes. Because, okay. like, most people can't make that distinction. Real quick. Yes. Going back... You had a really good road trip. Yes. But back at home, and sweep wait, the White Sox. You know the interesting yes. thing... On an individual player level, there's a lot of guys who we had already that we were like giving up on, who were showing to be valuable pieces of this team. Tyler Wade. Uh, well, you know I've always been a Tyler Wade fan. My thing with Tyler Wade is all he has to do is learn how to hit 250, and he'd be useful on this team. Did and you he see his hit yesterday? Like he's doing that. He's, Weak little ground. Uh, that's what he should be. John Boy nailed it. By the way, he said the weaker the contact, the, the better, better it he is, is for Tyler Wade. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he wants to not the make good contact, and you're field. gonna get hits. Um, but even guys like, I mean, Brett Gardner's been productive. Yep. Glaber, Glaber's been hot, man. Glaber's killing it. His defense is not the worst. Judge. Ever. I think he just sobered up. Probably. COVID really like, helped him out. He's like, I got to stop drinking before these games. <laughs> Judge <laughs> is a monster. Judge looks good. Uh, Stanton's, Voight. Stanton's Voight hasn't been healthy. Voight hasn't been Voight yet. Stanton's back tomorrow. Tuesday for a today. Days. If you're listening to this today, um, Anduar's starting to hit. Anduar, Clint's I, starting to I, hit. I said Anduar's career is over after he got hurt. I was like, Dude, I love so Anduar, hard to come man. back. I love him. In his defense, like that, his defense in left, left field been fine. He it's not two, nearly as bad as it is at third base. He had two goofy plays this weekend, but when he makes the play, he looks good making the play. So we we're at home. And we swept the White Sox. Now we have the Blue Jays for three. Yeah. It's going to be a tough series. But the Blue Jays are coming in after being like... A week ago, it was the four teams at the top of the AL East. And now today, the Blue Jays are all of a sudden only a game over 500. They actually might be back to 500 because I think they lost today. So... The the tough thing... 500, they're, they're, they're still a little injured. And they're coming into a Yankees team that's hot. The Blue Jays always give us trouble, too. I know. But I like that we're at home. Yeah. I think we can win the series at home. Um, and then then we go back on the road for Detroit and then come right back home for the Rays. So that takes us all the way through the rest of May and into like the first couple days of June, and then we get the Red Sox. So I, we'll probably do another After the Squirt Sports before the Red Sox series because we haven't seen the Red Sox yet. And I think we're going to show, as of right now, I feel confident. I think we're going to show, like, you know, like, cream of the crop rises to the top. I think so, too. Like, And we look good. We look so good. So I'm confident right now. Our hitting hasn't been terrible. It's getting better. The rallies have started to happen, which is good. And the weather's getting warm. The team is just looks like they're rounding in the shape. Also, Odor. They, but we still don't do the fundamentals well. I don't know, man. We turned triple play. That's not, that's luck. It was a no, good play. It was, that's fundamentals. Gio Rochelle turned like seven double plays this week. That's good. But like, he also got thrown out on the bases like three times. Yeah, no, that's still a problem. We still can't run the bases. But listen, just keep winning games and series. Yeah. It's the name of the game. Um, anything else for the Yankees? Anything else you want to touch on? No, I'm good. I, well, Aaron Boone, everyone wanted to fire him. Are we all fine with Boone again? You know what? There's actually something I had a take on Boone, and I forgot I've what never, it was. 
wanted to fire Boone. I've I did. I've never been a Boone guy. I just don't think it matters very much, and I think people put a lot of blame on him. That Here's my take. I remember what my take was. Aaron Boone, what I want from him... Aaron Boone clearly doesn't like Clint Frazier. Either that, it's either he doesn't like Clint Frazier, or he doesn't... Um, He's really good at knowing what players respond to, and he knows Clint responds better to, like, tough love, let's say. But, like, I would love to see Boone be the way he is with Clint more towards the other guys. He's very, like, when Clint fucks up, like, he's like, no, it's terrible, he shouldn't do that. But everyone else, he's, like, sugarcoating stuff and apologizing for them. That's an organizational philosophy towards Clint. They just don't I like think Cashman... Clint sets those types of tones and tells Boone how to act with certain players. And I think it's always been the way this organization has acted towards Clint. Like, Clint's never had really a leash. He's never been given a lot of the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't get opportunities out of the blue. Like, Clint only gets opportunities in desperate situations for some reason. I mean, this season he hasn't earned much. But I gotta say, if we're gonna give credit to player interactions, I gotta give Boone a lot of credit for, for what happened with Glaber Torres. Because it's almost directly after he had the conversation with Glaber for not running down the first baseline that he said, quit your drinking. And <laughs> for, you're the, play. for the listeners who have no idea what Sal's talking about, Sal has a theory that since the start of the COVID season, at least, Glaber felt like, like very early on last Glaber, season. When Glaber, they, it was after the spring training started. Glaber was a stud in the 2019 season. Yes. And got a little Instagram celebrity happy. Yes. And then when he came into 2020 in the COVID year after like spring it training was, canceled, after spring training break, canceled, he, he had shape. the break. He went. He came back he was out a of shape. Chubby. But besides just being out of shape, but he was, you were like he wasn't playing defense. He looked like he had never played baseball. You were so like, I was like, he's I think drunk. he's just drinking. Like you're like he's drunk. He's playing drunk. He thinks this is vacation season. And he doesn't have to play well. He's drinking too much. It and then that joke. turned into a drinking problem. But now it's a joke that's lasted. It's only your joke, though. Like, no one else it's is in on joke. this joke. It's not a joke. It's just me. My hypothesis is that... But you think Glaber, he's sober now? He's playing sober. He looks like he's sober when he's playing, which is an improvement because he looked like he was playing drunk. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you know what's weird? You know who's been... I don't want to spend 20 minutes talking about the Yankees, but... Yeah. You know who's flying under the radar? Who? DJ LeMayhew. He sucks. DJ's been terrible. But he's not... Like, terrible for DJ. Yeah, because, exactly. All right, he's hitting 270 ish. I think it's 67. 267? Okay, let's say he's hitting 267. His OPS is terrible because yeah, he not, has no power. He's got no pop. It's Everything's singles. singles. But here's the thing in his defense, for as good as it is, Odor's defense is, is, more pleasing, is more pleasing to my eye. But you can put DJ all over the field. Here's the thing DJ is the type of player. And you know I wasn't a fan of the contract we gave DJ. You know I said we probably should let DJ go. It's okay that we didn't do that. We caved to the fan pressure. That's something the Mets would do. The Yankees did that. That's okay. DJ is the type of player that if he bats to, he's always going to be a contributing piece of this team. It's okay if he's not the DJ the last two years, which was an MVP caliber player. That's never who he's really been. I want in his him to career. just be a little bit. If he can just raise that OPS a little bit higher, I don't need to be what he was. He's got to start making more solid contact because he's making a lot of weak contact, and that's not what we've seen out of him. Exactly. It looks more like a confidence issue to me, but 
But to be honest, if the rest of the team is hiding DJ LeMahieu's inefficiencies, that means we have a lot of good problems yeah, going on. I agree. Um, DJ's never going to be the the target. Like, he's never going to be bad enough. There's always going to be someone playing worse than DJ. Like, Gary makes himself a target <laughs> because how bad he is. Yeah. But Gary's OPS is 675 right now. So, like, he only needs to play. He needs to two more home runs. And you'd be like, wow, Gary's only batting 185, but his OPS is in the 700s. That's great for a catcher. I shouldn't bash Gary, but people will because he looks so inept. Yeah. DJ is such a ball player and hustles and plays so hard, and you know he cares so much that even when his performance dips to a level where you're not used to seeing it, it's never going to dip. Far enough and, where you're going to be like, this guy can't else, play. And you know what else DJ has, too? Is as if he, No matter how bad he's going, if he comes up in a spot where you need a hit and he's up, you feel great that it's him. Yeah. So. All, all right, right before, so wait, let's talk about we, golf. I want to okay, hear yeah. your thoughts want, on old man Phil Mickelson right. winning the... I'm not a Phil guy. I like Phil. Phil's fine. But not a Phil Mickelson guy. I know it's fixed. <laughs> it's incredible how it happened. You know what it was... Oh, wait, so hold on, wait. <laughs> Frankie, we're using a laptop to record this. We use the same this laptop, laptop every time. This laptop is... It's got all of our stored data on it. I got this laptop the summer going into my freshman year of college. It was like a graduation present. So, I mean, that's... Oh, listen to that. Oh, we got dirt bikes today. Those are the two nerdiest people I've ever seen ride dirt Those bikes. Those are loud dirt bikes. See, I like the ambient noise. Okay. Anyway, this computer is really old, and it has this weird issue where the screen just Bricks. goes negative and stripey, and you can't really see. You anything. can't see anything. But it's been doing that for the last four. Or this five months. couch creates like some static. Do you think that's what it was? I touched the screen, and it shocked, and it immediately fixed. Wow. Oh. So we're trying to milk this laptop as long as we can because we haven't been able to get the data on it. Somewhere because it's a can... Mac. Really, it's just the 10-second intro song and the 10-second squirt at the end. I have... <laughs> that we could easily re-record. I have a beautiful surface. Yeah, that we could use. That we could use. It makes the mic input more difficult. Yeah, the, the surface's mic situation is really dumb. We should just get another Mac. I'll tell you what, the, the newest MacBook Air is not that expensive. It's I have an idea for that, by the way. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. Anyway. All right, so talk about Phil Mickelson. Not a Phil guy. Like, Phil Mickelson's fine. I like him. I think he was... Obviously, he's great for the game. People love him. But, like, me personally... Not a Phil guy. always Tiger first, and I'm always pretty much everyone else over Phil. However, I was shocked at how into rooting for Phil I was. I didn't see it coming. I was all it aboard. It was a good it. story. It was so fun. I, even me, who you know I hate Phil Mickelson irrationally. Yeah. For no reason, because I'm not even a golf fan. Yeah. I'm just like, I think you think Phil it's Mickelson. just funny to be like, yeah. I hate Phil Mickelson. Because everyone seems to like him. Lefty. Oh, yeah. I don't like that guy. But even I, when I, was, I didn't tune in. Usually I tune into the majors, but I was busy all weekend doing other things. I was kind of following on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, wow. He's doing Phil it. Phil Mickelson's going to win. He's it's like Tim Cup. Brooks Kepka, Except he wins. Who, at this point, Brooks Kepka is the most prolific major winner of our generation. And he's like in his prime. And he had nothing. He couldn't even touch Phil. <laughs> it was wild. So, good for Phil. 
And the biggest bright side of Phil winning is just what it does for Tiger Woods' future. If you had bet $100 on Phil Mickelson to win, you could have won $28,000. No one won that money because... <laughs> no one made that stupid No bet. one was betting $100 was just on lighting Phil. a $100 bill on fire. Phil, I don't know the stats, but like I feel like he hasn't even made a cut this year. And the fact that he just won at the longest golf course. This course is over 8,000 yards. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it makes Tiger's This makes Tiger's future incredible. Like I... I'll I'll admit it. I you said Tiger was walk done. Again. I said Tiger was done. I retracted that statement a couple weeks ago when Tiger put on Instagram the picture of him on the crutches and he looked incredible. And I was like, it looks like he was never even in an accident. So I was like, all right, he's gonna come back. Well, he's gonna win. <laughs> if Phil Mickelson can win a major at fifty, Tiger can win a major at sixty on it's one leg. Like Tiger, I don't care how many injuries he has. He's in such better shape than Phil Mickelson. So Phil can win, Tiger can win, and it makes me very excited for the future. But congrats to Phil. It was really fun to watch. It's crazy how old Phil Mickelson is. 50. And he bombs the ball. At 50 years old, he bombs the ball. So I impressive. Know, I know nothing about the hockey or NBA playoffs other than the Knicks. I think LeBron the Islanders James is still in the playoffs. LeBron James? Yes. Yep. And the Knicks lost their first game in the playoffs at home. Which is hilarious because the fans were screaming F the other players and all this stuff and they all got embarrassed. Here's what I don't understand though. And what Come drives on, me Madison crazy. Here's what drives me crazy about basketball. Yeah. The Knicks played yesterday. Mm-hmm. They don't play again until Wednesday? That's tomorrow. Nope, tomorrow's Tuesday. I don't think they play until Wednesday. Oh yeah, that's bad then. Like the Nets played on Saturday, I don't think they play until tomorrow. Come on. They play for an hour, and their court is the size of a driveway. Like, you can't play... Every day. You can't play, like, every other day. That would drive me nuts as a fan. That's why I can't watch hockey regularly, because I never catch the game. But you know what? Hockey, I understand. It's like every like, other day. But I I'm never on the right schedule. I understand hockey... Uh, that... That's a brutal sport. You're on the the skates. Skating for 30 seconds at a time is equivalent to... I mean, basketball's tough on your knees. And some of these guys are like... Not really. In the NBA. And playoffs is different. But like I, this is part of the reason why I don't like watching basketball. No one runs. In college basketball, In they're the playoffs, running up and down. They play hard. Barely. These guys are playing hard. And, uh, I don't like it. But... <laughs> The Knicks lost. Nets won. I really want the Knicks Nets to face off in round two, so I'm hoping the Knicks could pull out the series. But they... is it is that the matchup? If they both I think win if their they both series, win, they play each other. Are you sure? No. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure. I don't think it is. I think it's the matchup in like the the Eastern Conference Final. I think that's when they would match up. And I don't think the Knicks are making it there. I don't think the Nets are making it there either. I think the Nets are going to make it there. The Nets have to make it there. Yeah, they have to. <laughs> if the Nets don't do that, it'd be such a failure. And then and it'd be so hilarious because none of them played all season. And then for hockey, was it the Islanders are still in? Yes. But they're like losing bad in their series. Oh no, their series is tied two two. Oh, and they play tonight. They game five tonight. Okay. All right, we'll go Islanders. Is there any other sports that we can touch on? This is after the squared sports. Um, the only what little about the thing. Dolphins? You got any Dolphins? Yeah, I have one little Dolphins thing. Javon Holland's going to be a stud. My new favorite 
Dolphin is Jalen Phillips. I'm in love with him. Uh, so he posted on his Instagram story. Him. Uh, I don't know the guy's first name. Dokes. Jared. Jared no. Dokes. Gerard. Gerard. It's like G-E-R-R-O-D. Gerard Dokes. Uh, Jalen Waddle and Javon Holland all were at Top Golf together. <laughs> Made me very happy. I was just very happy, and I was like, "This might be." Cool. Also, you were telling me about Jared Dokes. YouTube page. Yeah. So I didn't Did look at it? it. I didn't look at it. But because of the way you described it and it, how lame it sounded, I it's was like... not lame. It's just his... I didn't know what he looked like. He's, I, very am- he's an I, amateur. I had never seen this guy before. Yeah. And so seeing him on the story was the first time I saw him. I think he's going to be good. He's a stud. He's he got looks, a good personality. He looks like an athlete. Like... Yeah. But, I mean... Like Javon Holland. Like Javon Holland didn't look... That good to me, like in person, like he just looks like a guy. Jalen Waddle just looks like a guy. Well, he's a big dude. Jalen Phillips looks like a dude. Dokes is ripped, and Dokes looks like a dude. But what I mean, what I meant when I described to you his YouTube channel, he has a YouTube channel. He was tracking his like path to the draft. If he were a first round draft pick, or if he was like a highly ranked running back prospect, the the quality in the video you'd be watching or what you'd be watching would be something entirely different. He almost went undrafted. The Dolphins took him almost last in the draft. Here's my path to the draft. It's like... Could you imagine? There's, there if are he moments didn't get drafted? in it I can only describe as slightly cringy. It's good, though. Like, it's interesting to watch. And I like him. He's a good... Could you imagine, though, if he doesn't get drafted? Do you have to delete those videos? No. Could, no, I think he's... He wants... He, and this is the other thing. Like, he's at that point in his life is, hey, I want to kind of be a YouTuber, too. So, like, it's his sincere, his sincere attempt at a YouTube video vlog channel as, like, a means of, you know, existing. I mean, if you're – maybe in his mind he was like, I might not get drafted. Yeah. I need income. Let me maybe. make this path to the draft. Maybe YouTube people watch this and get a following. And some of it is okay to – it's good. It's interesting for just what it is. And he, I think, has some talent there. If he wanted to do it, that's fine. But because it's just an amateur guy, and it is such a big I hope he's good. process, there's just moments where you're like, Ugh, like, what are you doing, man? I hope he's good. Yeah. Like, I want him I to, want to be good. ball out. I want him to be good. And I think he could be. There's, there's room on this roster for one of the running backs to, to really... Explode. Take the job and run with it. No pun intended. Like, you could, if you were one of the five guys who the Dolphins are going to bring into training camp as a running back, if you show skill, you will get touches, I think. Like, I don't think uh, Gaskin is automatically going to get, you know, a thousand yards this year. It's for sure a run by committee, so. Yeah. All right, so I think that's been after the squirt sports with yeah Frankie and Sal. That was great. I'm gonna work on an intro, and then next time we do an after the squirt sports, I will I have it ready. Yeah. Well, we got this the jingle down. We we'll also need to create a jingle for me and Rach's Survivor Show. Oh yeah, we gotta get that. We're gonna have a whole podcast network. They all have zero listeners. <laughs> I think we're probably up to four or five. When do we get bought out by like a big like? Podcast company. Well, we're going to want to keep the IP. That's fine. No. Oh, wait. Real quick. Yeah. The other day, I was walking the boardwalk. Okay. 
I saw stickers on like a sign. Okay. We should get brother brother the brothers ketchup stickers and just place them as many places as possible. Well, that goes into what I said. I would talk to you off air about. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode that we didn't even record yet, and I'm sure it was great. We'll find out soon. All right. <laughs> Bye, man. All right. So let me tell you this 